Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the class. Take a seat wherever you'd like. You're so welcome. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Um, we're starting off with great news today, you guys. Melissa Lucio was saved from execution. Last episode of my podcast, I spoke about a woman who was wrongfully charged for the murder of her daughter. She was innocent and she was set to be executed today. Um, But thankfully, by the grace of God, the governor of Texas halted her execution and she is getting another fair trial. So it looks like Melissa Lucio could live the rest of her life with the rest of her 12 kids. And I'm so happy. Other great news is I woke up today and I woke up to 1.2 million followers. I'm so fucking thankful and happy. I was at 1.1 million followers for like nine months. And it was a really big challenge to like keep morale high when you're not experiencing such like rapid growth. Because when I started TikTok last year, I was growing like 100,000 every month. So I kept getting so much positive reinforcements and dopamine hits from just constant explosive growth on TikTok. And that's really what kept you going. It's kind of like a drug almost. So when I didn't have that for like nine months and you know, I was still growing at a smaller scale, but I didn't have that visible growth for everyone to see and like feel good about. So I feel like that's just the moment where it comes down to like, do you really have passion for this? Like, are you really going to keep going if you're not getting all these external rewards and enforcements? And I think that's why I'm still here and I'm still growing the TikTok and the Instagram and the uh, podcast because I really do have a passion for it. And I love talking about pop culture and talking about life and our souls and you know learning from everyone on this earth with us and i just love the whole thing so i'm so grateful that i finally hit 1.2 million followers and it feels so good it feels like a big like reward for all the work that i kept doing so thank you guys so much and i love you all and let's get into today's podcast topics so today we're going to talk about how elon musk bought twitter and everyone is so pissed and we're going to talk about why there's a lot of reasons because of what Elon said he's going to do to the platform. And then we're going to talk about Harry Styles opening up a lot about his sexuality and why he used to feel ashamed of himself and his sex life. And then we're going to talk about how DeBaby literally killed someone and if he should be charged with their murder or not. But he did kill them. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, also, Justin Bieber just released like a crazy song that was like a cry for help or something. So I'm going to play that in the beginning and you can just listen to that. But anyway, rate this podcast five star on Spotify, five star Apple podcast. Screenshot it, post it on Instagram story. Tag me. Tell all your friends what amazing podcast you're listening to to help us grow. It'd be so appreciated. And follow because this is your Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Anyway, let's get into it. We're going to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Classes in session. <laughs> Who's so dicey? Oh, so dicey. You entice me. Yeah. What's your sign? What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. Please don't spike me. Please don't spike me. Please no fighting. Please no fighting. I don't got energy. No. No. Please just hype me. Please just hype me. Bills on bills. Bills on bills. I want to make them. I want to make them. 
All these hearts. 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 I used to break them. I used to break them. But I settled down. I settled down. Yeah, I found a pocket. I found a pocket. I hold the game. I hold the game. And I won't drop it. I won't. I feel funny. I feel funny. SpaceX Daddy has now become Twitter Daddy because after offering Twitter $44 billion for their platform, Elon Musk has officially signed the deal and he will be the new HBIC of the app. He is the new CEO. Elon Musk now runs Twitter. Can you believe it? People haven't been more upset about an app since they thought OnlyFans was being shut down or when Instagram went out of chronological order. People are kind of pissed. But Elon said he thinks this is a great thing. He argues that he can unlock value in Twitter that uh, the current leadership couldn't. One of the biggest thing Elon wants to do is bring free speech to Twitter. That's simultaneously one of the things he's most excited about and one of the things everyone else is least excited about. He tweeted, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. And then he posted this little uh, statement on his Twitter and he said, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated oh my god it's crazy because he's right like we literally discuss like some of the most important topics in the world on twitter like there used to be town hall meetings when everyone had those white curly wigs on when they were signing the declaration of independence and now it's like everyone's laying in bed with their double chin on twitter he continued i also want to make twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features making the algorithms open source to increase trust defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans twitter has tremendous potential i look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it so he did say he wants to bring some other features so before we get into the whole free speech and why people want to quit let's talk about some of the other features he wants to bring and you can decide if you would like to see these on your twitter timeline he wants to bring an edit button where you can you know after posting a tweet reword what you wanted to say maybe uh, clarify something if you worded something wrong and basically so people who were tone deaf and said something really problematic can pretend it didn't happen to avoid being canceled so there's an edit button now people have been asking for that forever um he is making a feature where uh, potentially you cannot be anonymous like it would um tell people like your name with your device or something like your device name would be attached to your twitter account so like you can't have like an anonymous account in that case, I need to delete one of my Twitter accounts. Um, don't lie. You do have multiple Twitter accounts and you know what for. So maybe I'll have to delete that. But I feel like that would decrease trolls and everything like that. Uh, he said there'd be no ads, which I thought was very interesting. No ads. But Twitter still needs to make money, right? So I think he's going to add subscriptions probably. So like the broke bitches will be off of Twitter, I guess. Sorry, trolls living in their mom's basement you won't be on twitter anymore but those are some features he wants to bring and he's really happy about it but a lot of others are actually really really not and it all comes down to this free speech thing um people think free speech probably means false information um which would lead to a more divisive and hateful controversial platform with a way worse like user experience and people think bringing free speech and like making it all about um kind of like this no moderation on what people can say thing kind of means like no consequences. So basically Twitter is going to be like living in Alabama or like the wild west or something in like the 1900s where, you know, if you do something, kill someone, as long as no one saw it, there's no consequences. So 
wouldn't that have been great to live back then when as long as no one saw you do something you got away with it oh my god i'd be such a criminal but anyway um a lot of people who work at twitter are extremely like outraged by this people say they are going to quit people say that they hate him they were terrified when it was announced that he got the deal uh one woman who was actually instrumental in getting donald trump kicked off the platform um said that she cried when elon musk bought the app because she fears that he stands for everything that she was working against and he's going to be very uh regressive for the platform and he also said (gasps) he wants to bring donald trump back to the platform which is like a part of the whole free speech thing so maybe truth social won't have to be a thing and you know all the bigots and hatreds on on truth social will come back to twitter and that's super problematic um and in this case, if when, with Elon Musk in charge, he tweets some crazy shit. So really, anyone can say anything. And if Elon has his way, which now he will, Twitter's going to be, like, insane. Like, I feel like Twitter's going to go back to what it used to be, which is, like, so problematic. Like, every time you logged on, there was a Twitter fight going on in real time that you could watch. You know, like, Azalea Banks was always calling someone fat every single day before she was moderated. Like, literally, no one will be safe. So many people are going to get themselves canceled. So many fights are going to happen like a a literal civil war could break out i feel like from elon being in charge of twitter but also it maybe be good maybe it will be progressive for everyone and really helpful to the twitter community as a whole but at least it'll be entertaining so what can we learn from this you have the power to edit your social media the block button will still work on twitter so just because twitter may get a little more hectic does not mean that you will not be able to protect your peace and only see content that adds value to your life and gives you pleasure and builds you up and makes you feel safe and you know kind of lets you use social media for what it was used for in the first place you can still just connect with your friends and your family and you know get psychoanalyzed by her aunts or you know just get entertainment and all the good things that social media still has to offer so you can still make that your twitter platform and protect your peace so harry styles is having a moment i don't think anyone can deny that he's having a big moment i feel like with coachella he headlined he was i think the most talked about person on twitter after both weekends were over and as it was is like breaking motherfucking records breaking spotify's back with the records that it be breaking like it it already has 200 million streams how long has it been out like three weeks it was number one on billboard for two weeks already so harry styles is having a big fame fucking moment but in a new interview with better homes and gardens he opened up about the downsides of being a celebrity and he said one of the major downsides of being a celebrity was having the right to explore his freedom and his sexuality as he pleases that he thinks he would have been able to do if he were not Harry Styles. Um, And he kind of talked about how ambiguous he is with his sexuality. I feel like Harry Styles at the same time is like a like bisexual icon, but also like an ambiguously sexual icon, if that makes sense. No one truly knows his sexuality, but 
he flaunts his sexuality a lot, if you know what I mean, like in his outfits and his music. Uh, we hear a lot about his dating life. So he kind of wishes he could like take back ownership of that. And he kind of talked about that that's the very reason why he hasn't explicitly stated what his sexual preferences are or sexuality. So this is what he said. I've been really open with it with my friends, but that's my personal experience. It's fine. The whole point of where we should be heading, which is towards accepting everybody and being more open, is that it doesn't matter. And it's about not having to label everything, not having to clarify what boxes you're checking. Say it louder, Harry. Preach! He's really preaching to the choir here, and he couldn't have said it better than than myself. So he also continued and said that there was kind of a pressure on him to maintain a perfect image while he was in a boy band. And a part of that image is like, you know, you need to lure in the female fans and, you know, some male fans. You kind of have to be sexy and sexual. But at the same time, they had to be these proper, uh, clean cut, you know, PG boys. So parents would let their kids like obsess over them. So he kind of felt like there was this big pressure on him. And he said, um, for a long time, it felt like the only thing that was mine was my sex life. Like I felt so ashamed about it, ashamed at the idea that people were even knowing that I was having sex, let alone who with. There's two parts of his statements where he said, quote, uh, I was open about it with my friends at the time and quotes, let alone who with, that make me think maybe Harry did experiment or was a little bit LGBT, you know, maybe something LGBTQ happened to him once. You know, maybe his wrist goes limp sometimes. And whoever that man was was so lucky. I mean, people do think him and Louis used to hook up and obviously he dresses pretty feminine and people kind of like demanded to know what his sexuality was because of that and he does it and he feels the right to like uh, wave pride flags, wave the bisexual flag and everything like that at his concert. So people are like, maybe Harry Styles is gay or bisexual, but he is refusing to label himself. And while I do think there's some strength in labeling yourself as gay or bisexual, so you can like, you know, take part in like pride events and be like a representative for that community and just be all about that. Like, do you know what I mean? Just be that gay lesbian bisexual person and represent for everyone but i like where harry is going with this too that you know pride doesn't have to be just about a label pride can just be about not being heteronormative and about wanting to explore and not feel the need to tie yourself down to something and honestly i think if harry styles was just straight he wouldn't be doing all of this and wouldn't not feel the need to label himself because if you think about it harry styles had everything to lose he could have just rode the white straight uh rich male privilege wave but instead he chose to kind of like be a representative for at least the ally in the lgbtqia and kind of just a representation for queer people everywhere so i i kind of love the way where he's going where he doesn't feel the need to label himself and i think this will give a lot of people strength to not feel like they need to label themselves he said he kind of got to a place where he felt confident about his sex life but also didn't feel like he had to define himself anymore which i think is great he said at the time there were still kiss and tell things working out who i could trust and it was stressful but i think i got to a place where i was like why do i feel ashamed of this i'm a 26 year old man who is single it's like yes i have sex and i love that because i feel like a lot of people will hide like the sexual part of their being 
and not express that side of themselves. And the fact that he was just like, I'm not going to be held down by these rules or laws anymore. And I'm going to become this like sex symbol, but also ambiguous icon, I think is so powerful. And the coolest thing is that he just chose that he's going to do it on his own terms. He's going to express his sexuality, but also not feel the right or the need to tell us everything you know just because he's a man and men are taught to be hypersexual doesn't mean that's what he wants just because he wears less clothing doesn't mean he is inviting you to know all the details of his sex life so i love what he's doing i think it's really unique and powerful and i just love him no matter who he's with whatever harry's chooses to do you know with himself or with his peen is up to him and harry is dating a woman right now and he said watermelon sugar is about a woman and things like that but even if he is just like a little bit queer he clearly loves to express himself in a queer um, manner and he's deconstructing his own masculinity and deconstructing heteronormativity at least a little bit. So for that, Harry, um, we thank you. And I think, yeah, this is a great move and as an ally and will create a safer space for bisexual or pansexual people or just curious people in general to feel like they don't have to specifically label themselves and they can just be more at peace with being just queer and feel more accepted within not only the straights, but even with the gays who may have not accepted someone who wouldn't like label them themselves fully. So what can we learn from this? I want you to close your eyes. Um, and if you think to yourself right now, if you are putting yourself in a box right now, take yourself out of it. Those boxes were manufactured by society and you felt pressured to put yourself in one. Imagine if labels never existed and you could feel free to kiss anyone you want and like anyone you want and dress however you want you would never have to worry about what anyone would have to say or about how you express yourself or how you express your love because that's really what it is sexuality is expressing your love who would you be who would you love who would you want to kiss and what would you wear imagine the most wild outfit you would want to wear wilder than harry Styles' sequence rainbow jumper at coachella now open your eyes and be that and channel that person. I know easier said than done. Take your time and work towards it every day, but I'm here for you. So DaBaby, we all know DaBaby. He's a troublemaker. He's in his terrible twos. We knew that. But he has taken it to new heights. If you did not know, DaBaby literally killed someone. This is facts. He killed him. Clap if you've ever wanted to kill someone. Anyway, I hope you clapped. I wanted to kill someone too, but not like this. And obviously... Unless I was insane, I would never do it. But anyway, let's get into this story. So in 2018, baby got into a Walmart fight. The lowest of all maps to fight in Walmart. I've actually gotten to a fight with someone in a gas station. So maybe it's not the lowest. I was slapped across the face in a gas station. But anyway, now Walmart fights are actually kind of a common uh, thing 
They're a staple in the Walmart experience. But anyway, right next to Little Debbie and Mike and Ike, a fight between DaBaby and a 19-year-old man who didn't even know each other at all. Total strangers. His name was Jalen Dominique Craig. Broke out into an extremely aggressive fist fight that ended in DaBaby pulling out a gun from his pants and shooting the boy, ending his life. So DaBaby pulled like the fatal trigger and killed this man four years ago. Um, so, I mean, we already knew DaBaby was one of the worst people to exist in the whole world. And I don't hate him because it's cool to hate him. I hate him because I hate him. Why does he still have a career? Wait, I, I want to play this hilarious um, Dave Chappelle joke about DaBaby and his career and him killing someone. Here's what he said. It's so funny. A lot of the LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a <laughs> and killed him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a in Walmart in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> In our country, you can shoot and kill a but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you why his career is fine. But anyway, there's two sides to this story because DaBaby is currently not being charged with this murder. And it was written off as self-defense. And that was DaBaby's story, but not everyone is convinced. The boy's story, or the friends that were with the boy who died story, is that DaBaby was aggressive for no reason, and they were just fans trying to approach him to get, you know, a photo, interact with him. And then DaBaby's story is that they were taunting him when they approached him, trying to threaten him, uh, trying to rile him up. They were like verbally assaulting him. And DaBaby was with his family at this time in Walmart shopping. And this boy and his friends were all together, all probably like 19 or anything like that. And I guess one way or another approached him in a too adamant way and a fight broke out. So people weren't exactly sure um, or exactly convinced, let's say, if DaBaby's really telling the truth. But now the footage, the security Walmart footage is out, has been released. Four years later, it just released yesterday. So let's dissect the footage. Um, I'm just going to describe it to you. There's no audio, so I can't even play that. And you don't even like see the last shot be taken because the boy who died is off camera. So I'm kind of just going to describe the fight and why Bitta Baby was let off with this. So from the... Oh my God, I almost said from the footage. <laughs> no, I swear to God, after I say the baby's name once, I keep saying duh instead of the... From the footage, DaBaby clearly throws the first punch. Um, the first punch was actually thrown at Jalen's friend, Henry, because in the video you see Henry and Jalen together walking up to the baby, clearly saying something to him. But there's no audio, so we don't know what is said. And it looks like the next thing that happens is, while Harry and DaBaby are tussling, Jalen reaches for his waistband to get his gun, but he doesn't quite pull it out. Um, he then, instead of pulling it out at first, he tries to stop the baby from hurting his friend with his hands. He tries to like pull him off of his friend. And then once he realizes he can't, he reaches for his gun again. 
he goes to his waistband again. Then a woman who is with baby, who we believe is his girlfriend at the time, tried to stop Jalen from pulling out the gun because she sees him reach for his waistband as baby's busy in a fight and she actually punches Jalen. So now there's a woman punching a man and two different fights going on and a full-fledged brawl in Walmart. Then the camera changes angles and it seems like baby was shoved to the ground and then gets up. He gets up kind of quickly and reaches for his gun and then he puts it away again and then off camera you can tell someone shouts at him and then he turns frantically pulls out his gun again and you see him shoot but we don't see where the bullet went we you just see him shoot a gun into one of the aisles basically of walmart and then it was announced that Jalen died so the baby was actually initially charged with murder but it was lowered to a misdemeanor for carrying a weapon because the murder charges were totally dropped as just self-defense. And honestly, if he wasn't with his family, he probably wouldn't have gotten off with the charges, but because he had so many people with him, I feel like that helped him get this self-defense. And I feel like baby isn't someone who people like believe what he says a lot. So I think the family being there definitely got him the self-defense because um, there's just so many witnesses and that helped him plead his case that his story is that he was approached, they were taunting him, and Jalen reached for his gun first. So actually, a lot of people are on Team DaBaby. Um, I saw this one YouTuber, he was like defending DaBaby to the death, saying like, yes, he killed this person, but it was absolutely self-defense. Like, I know everyone hates DaBaby, but he's innocent this time, trust me. So, Dabibi has a lot of supporters in this case, actually, which is, like, crazy. Like, I just don't support anything Dabibi does, and I hate even talking about him, but a lot of people are on Team Him, and I guess when people, the people who are not on Team Dabibi are saying that, like, they don't believe that Jalen and Henry were harassing him first. They think that they were just fans and that Dabibi started this argument, and they kind of say, like, we never see Jalen actually pull out the gun. He just, like, reaches for his waistband. And when DaBaby actually went to shoot Jalen, it kind of seems like DaBaby like pulled out his gun like really slowly and like aimed it. So people were like, if he was really in imminent danger and had to use self-defense, he wouldn't have pulled it out so slow and he wouldn't have like taken his time with the whole thing. So people were thinking like, is it really necessary? And Jalen's parents actually had like a really powerful quote about the whole situation that made more people be um, against to baby and they said from the footage to baby appears to be the initial aggressor to baby through the first punch um that has his parents wondering if he would still be alive today if the baby just kept his hands to himself and they said they feel like this whole case was just swept under the rug because basically he's a celebrity and they are going to believe him and they want justice for their son who died but the same people are saying that Jalen would still be alive today if he didn't reach for his gun because brandishing a gun is a crime and warrants someone um else to pull out their gun in self-defense like all you i guess brandish means like reach for it or even like half pull it out like Jalen did like i was saying that we saw him do on camera so i guess that warrants self-defense from someone and according to north carolina defense laws that absolutely warrants self-defense so i don't see the charges changing with this video because we do see him reach for it unfortunately um but yeah I'm so shocked by this whole situation. It's like, I would not want to go out in a Walmart 
and I can't believe like baby actually killed someone and the world just moved on and like a total stranger too like there's probably so much trauma going on with like the friends involved and just because this was like a quote self-defense killing like it doesn't mean it wasn't like an actual killing so there's still a lot to like process here and I feel horrible for everyone involved I guess including baby and rest in peace to Jalen Craig but anyway what can we learn from this I cannot stress how important it is to just keep to yourself in public like even in stores, do not fuck with strangers or want to rile anyone up. I hear all the time of people getting involved with fights with strangers that they just met and, you know, things just escalating or being stabbed or dying. My dad's coworker's nephew just like got into a random bar fight with a bouncer and he got stabbed and died. And for that reason, like I really just do not fuck with strangers. Like I don't know what's on their mind. I don't want to incite them in any way. Like, I literally have a fear of strangers because of that very reason. Like, I don't fuck with them. My ego does not cause fights. If a stranger can disrespect me, insult me for, like, no reason, and I'm literally just going to say nothing and walk away because I don't want that smoke. They have nothing to do with my life. I'm just going to walk on by and get on with my life because the last thing I want to do is, like, have them interfere with my life, if that makes sense. So do the same thing. Do not fuck with strangers. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me in Pop Culture University today. I hope you guys have an amazing Wednesday. And it's such nice weather outside. You guys should get outside. I'm going to go for like a mental health walk after this. I'm taking a day off from the gym because I feel like my body just like really needs one. But I think I'm going to go like celebrate hitting 1.2 million followers with people tonight. And um, keep chugging along through the week. Keep working hard. You boss ass bitch. You know you have it in you to get everything you need to do this week done and rise to the occasion and be the highest version of yourself remember to do something today that your future self will thank you for um go to bed feeling accomplished get some hits of dopamine by completing all of your tasks if that is what you need to do you are way more capable than you know and just be welcoming to all the best possible outcomes that could happen today and trust that you are the abundant creator to provide for yourself at all times and you are the master of your universe so have a great day, everyone. Make sure to rate this podcast five star and post it on your uh, Instagram story. And I will DM you back. And I love you. Have the best day. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.